Welcome to the How to Get a Job podcast. In this podcast, we help take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you the strategies and skills required to land your dream job. So if you're ready to master your career, land the job of your dreams, listen for more. All right, so in this episode that you're about to listen, I have brought back an alumni from our program, Fatima, and Fatima is awesome. But the reason why I'm more excited that she's here is because she is pretty typical of the type of clients that we see that are really need some support. And that is really smart, really driven and motivated, but don't know the right strategy to do this. Before Fatima started working with us, she was applying to hundreds of companies and not networking, right? She was applying to every company she meet the minimum qualifications for. But once she started working with us, she changed her approach. She got a lot more interviews and ultimately got an internship with Microsoft on a full-time offer. So I want you to hear from her her story, her lessons, what she learned and how she's, she was able to go from being afraid to network to becoming a networking ninja. So check out the rest of the episode. If you want to learn more about what it looks like to work with us, look at the notes in the show notes. There's a link, schedule a strategy call with us and we'll see you there. Enjoy the episode. Bye everybody. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today, I actually have a very, really special guest because this particular individual that I have with me today. Her name is Fatima Najafali, and she is an alumni of our program. And one of the reasons why I wanted her to come and share her experience is because she had a really awesome journey and like a very similar journey to what I would say our typical client has and pretty much any job seeker has is there's a lot of ups and downs in this roller coaster of finding a job. And a lot of times people when they're in this process, either want to quit, which everybody wants to quit, or do quit or settle. And one thing that I'm really proud about Fatima is that no matter the rejections that she faced, she faced rejections. And so does everybody else, right? I face rejections. We all face rejections. She never gave up and never lost hope. And she continued to execute and control the controllables. And uh, ultimately led her to get an internship at Microsoft after being rejected by a lot of the, the tech companies. And that internship, she was able to do a good job and network and build relationships that led to a full-time offer that really is a life-changing offer. It's one of those offers that will completely change your life and not only uh, the opportunities that she's going to get for having Microsoft on her resume, just but financially too. And it's just an amazing, uh, amazing to see how this story ultimately comes full circle and she ultimately gets what she deserves. And um, to me, I want this story to serve as a motivation to you to not give up, to every time you get rejected, to get back up and keep trying and controlling the controllables, to uh, to build relationships and joy and to take some leaf of faith. And I'm super excited to have Fatima here today. So Fatima, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you. Happy to be here today. Uh, no, thank you, first of all, for, for trusting and joining the program, but more importantly for executing it, right? Because that, that's, that's really like what makes the difference between a good job and a great job. And, um, and I would love for you to tell me like, before you started working with us, like, what was, what was your job searching strategy? What were you doing, uh, before you learned what we, what we do at the program? So um, I would do is I would look at the job that I was interested in. So I was looking for software engineer roles. I would go into their company website and just apply. But then I wouldn't hear back for quite a while. So I would have no interviews. So then I would start opening like job boards 
and looking at all the entry-level software engineer jobs and just hit apply like LinkedIn would have that thing or just like look at every application. Sometimes I wouldn't even meet the qualifications. I would skip that job opportunity. But at the end, I would reach to like at least like 200, 300 applications with barely any interviews coming back. Even if I would have one or two, I didn't know how to prepare for them. I would get stuck on them. And I didn't feel traction. I didn't feel like I was moving forward with my job search. So how many applications do you think you submitted when you were trying to do this? I think it was like 200 or 300 applications, yeah. I would say. And I would say like, I think that's extremely common. Like as, as when I talk to students, and I asked them how many times they've applied for a job. Like I, I would tell you it's in the hundreds. And it's, if you're an international student, that number is even higher because you feel like you have to overcome the challenges of being an international student by applying to more companies. And you're like, hey, what the only thing I can control is the number of applications. And um, and it is, it is something that to me, I feel like when you apply a lot and you're focusing on the quantity of the applications versus the quality of applications, I think it gives you a false sense of being like busy, like, or proactive or that you're actually doing the right thing because you get this, like, uh, I, I would say like, like this dopamine hit of like, Oh, I just applied. I, and today I applied to 10 companies and this week I applied to 50 companies and you feel like you're doing everything you can to get a job. But the reality is that when you're doing this whole spray and pray a method, it's actually very inefficient and it's actually hurting you from getting a job. And so um, tell me about your experience. Like what was, when you joined the program, what were the, some of the things that you learned or mindset shifts that you had to go through? So the first thing was that um, I saw that I didn't have to apply, like I didn't have to submit 200 applications. It didn't really work that way. I had to sell myself out. I had to put myself out there to the companies that I really wanted to work for. So I had to make like a list of 10 companies and literally go in depth and search about them. That's something I wasn't really doing before because I was really stressed out and would just really apply. So that was one thing. And the second thing was that um, I used to use LinkedIn. So I would have like a LinkedIn profile, but that one was my LinkedIn profile was not very updated. So people would not view my profile. Yeah. And second thing is that I would not network. I didn't know how to network. I didn't know like I had to network to people that would view my application or would see my profile. So those are like the main things that I started with that I had no idea that I could do that would change my job search process. Do you think that the lack of networking came from not knowing a lot of people in this country or what do you, th or, or just being in t not knowing how to network or what, what do you like? Because I'm sure that you've heard networking is important before you even joined the program. Like, I'm sure you've always heard probably maybe your professors or people say, hey, networking, you need to network to get a job. But like, why, why wouldn't you have networked before? What stopped you from doing that? Uh, I was very like intimidated thinking that people would not reach out back to me. And I think main reason was that I'm also an introvert. So for me to... Get, get the right message out there to make sure that I get a response would kind of stop me sometimes doing to do that. And what ultimately changed your mind and saying, hey, you know what, I do need to network. So 
with the program especially I started getting like I had like templates networking templates that I could start off with so the first thing that was very easy for me was like okay start with having a commonality between you and the person that you're reaching out to so that gave me like a better response to say that okay even if I start that approach I know definitely I'm going to get a response and then next step was like building that relationship that I would reach out and like attend calls weekly calls and I would talk to like Daniel I would talk to other people and see that what are the ways that I could build my relationship during networking and that changed my that changed the whole concept for networking for me and I actually forgot that I was not intimidated anymore by doing that because I would get to know the people All right, as a major thank you for listening to my podcast, I've just let our career coaches know to open up their calendar for limited time only, limited spaces only to our loyal podcast listeners. So if you are currently a STEM student looking for a job in the next 90 days or graduate in the next year, and you want our help, schedule a call with our team for free for a free strategy session, limited time only, link in the show notes. See you there. And I also know that you, when, when you did do your internship at Microsoft, you also told me that, Hey, you actually did a lot of networking there. How did those same philosophies of networking online, finding commonality, building a relationship instead of just going straight for the kill, how did that work out during your internship at Microsoft when you, when you were in Seattle? Yeah. So one thing that I learned at networking was that, um, People like talking about themselves and the best way is like you bring value to them. So I used, I literally would use that concept when communicating with people there. So I would reach out to people and tell them, oh, tell me about your story. Why are you still at Microsoft? What are your experiences so far? But I would also go beyond that and tell them, so what do you do outside of work? What motivates you? What do you like enjoy? Because in Seattle, there's a lot of outdoor activities, but there's a lot of things you can do. So what do you do on weekends? How do you spend your weekends? So that kind of made me feel that I wasn't only like getting to know them, but I was building that connection with them. So then after my internship, now I can like reach out to them because I made friends with them. I They were not just like people that I was just working with. It's because that I cared about them. I wanted to know them as who they really are. I, I think to me, like just hearing you speak about networking, it's just amazing. Like, did you ever think that a year later you would be given advice on networking? No, I would, I would, I would think of myself as the shy person who would never reach out to anybody. But now it's like I can reach out to anyone that I want because not only I'll get a response because I genuinely want to know about these people. I genuinely care and want to know about their experiences just so that I can learn ahead of time. I think what's interesting is that most of us assume that you, to be good at networking, you need to be the extroverted person in the room, that you need to be the loud person in the party, that you need to be the one that that can go speak to a wall. And I've actually said, you know what? I think that helps to break the ice. Maybe, yeah, like, of course that helps because you maybe are not shy about the first interaction. But I would tell you that after the first interaction, being an introvert actually gives you the advantage. And I think you were mentioning this, that like people love to talk about themselves. And so if you're the introverted, curious, somebody that genuinely wants to learn new things, understand how things work, like understand why people make decisions and, and, and what made them make those decisions, 
you actually are better at networking in the long term. You're better at building relationships in the long term than you would be for the extroverted that all they want to do is speak. All they want to do is share their story. And when you can be the one that just finds a commonality, right? And then just listens and just let them talk. What you're going to find is that you're going to be able to be much better at building long-term relationships. And that's what you want anyways. You don't, it's not about how many business cards you get at a networking event. It's about how many relationships you build because it's something really important. Um, a mentor had told me it's like, it's not how many people, you know, it's how many people know you. Exactly. Right. And people will remember you if, if it was that person, like, oh, Fatima, she's such a great listener. She has such great questions. Like, If you made them feel special because you cared about them, you listened to them, they're going to remember you. And I think that's what you've done. And like, even when I think about your time in our community, right, you build relationships with people in, in the community. And this is during the time that uh, this is all virtual, right? It's so like, even though we live in the same city, we've never met in person, but you build relationships with not only with me, with the other coaches, but with other mentees within the program that, um, and, and coming from the shy girl. And you're, I, to me, I don't like, I think that's the first impression that you might get when they meet you, but then when they get to know you, that's not you. Like, Yes, that, that's totally true because now I like talking to people in person. That's not something I thought I would do. I can walk up to anyone now and just talk to them and just be like, you know, so what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Just to know about them. I love that. And the fact that you're now so confident about even being able to want to be on the podcast or even being a guest on one of the group coaching calls. I just, I just love that for you because I just, I don't think that you would have have envisioned that a year ago. And I, I love that, that essentially that journey that you went through and it it's not for anybody listening. It, it's not like it was a perfect journey. It wasn't, there was a lot of ups and downs. Like how many like interviews, like what are some of the companies that you were interviewing with that you kind of went pretty far up with? I did a lot of the tech companies interviews as well. I interviewed with like Amazon. I interviewed with like Google. I did Bloomberg. I did Cisco. Um, Snap. I did Snap as well. A lot of tech companies that I try to make sure that I put myself out there when I was interviewed with all these companies. And like, and you did a, what, like, so what do you think set you apart? Like, how do you think allowed you to help you get so many of those interviews with companies that people just would just have killed to get an interview for? So what I would do is um, I would try to like improve my resume. That was like one thing that I would do. But I think something that taught me during the program was creating a potential proof document. That's something that would um, tell me to explain the employer, explain like, what what I'm interested no it would tell me that why I'm interested in working there and why would they hire me those are the two things that I would focus on so I would when I would do research I would look at their values and then try to see what I bring to the table based on their values and that's what I would do but I would make sure like what I like to do was I would make it creative based on their um based on their like company website and try to fit in something that would match their their like their profiles just so that to show that hey like I, I not only that I want to work there but this is what this is what value I will bring to the company 
How did the hiring managers or the hiring team react when you created those those documents? Um, they were really impressed. I remember when one of them was viewing during my interviews and he was like, not only you made an effort, like this is really good content that you created. So even though like I was doing well during the interview, I knew that I'd already made a positive impression before starting my interview. I love it. And then so tell me uh, what, are, what like as we wrap this up, like so what happens? So you ultimately get an internship at Microsoft. Um, how do you think your life will be different now that you have this life-changing offer? I think now it's my time to like um, give back to people who really are in job searching and just tell them that um, it's not only it's not easy, but like aim higher, like not only because it's a tech company and it's a big tech company, but um, look at your dreams in a, in a, in a full, like, what would you do in the future and look at it long-term and um, yeah, that's something I, I would look into definitely. I love it. What advice do you have for people that are kind of just about to start the job search process that you wish you would have known? Um, it, it is hard, but doing the right thing definitely gives success at the end and um, that don't give up, try it harder. And it's, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. I love it. I love it. Fatima, look, I am super proud of you. Um, you've executed so well. You, 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 you were hesitant in the beginning to network, but look at you now. You're like a networking ninja. Um, you went through a lot of interviews, a lot of rejections, but ultimately your hard work ultimately paid off. You had an amazing internship. You had an amazing summer. And I'm just looking forward to continuing to, to follow your journey and to see what amazing things you do because to me like this is just the beginning of your career right like this is this is you're just starting your career and there's and this same process that you just applied to get a job becomes really crucial to continue to grow and get promoted and and continue to grow in your career so Fatima I just want to like publicly tell you how proud I am of you I'm super excited to see what you did next and can't wait um to follow your journey um for everybody listening um what Fatima was part of it. And this generally, I don't, I don't do this. Like I, the podcast is generally just me for value. Um, I do have a mentoring program called mastering college to career, uh, where we work with a handful of students every month, um, like Fatima, and we help you create a strategy and help you execute the strategy and ultimately help you, uh, land a job. If this is something that you're interested in, or you're looking for someone to help you in your journey, um, there is a link in the show notes where you can schedule a, sh a free strategy call. We would love to get to know you more. We would love to learn a little bit more about your situation and see if we can help you. We specialize in, specialize in helping STEM students, primarily international students, minority students, first-generation students. So if you think that um, you would love to learn a little bit more about what working with us looks like, I would just encourage you to set up a strategy call and see if it makes sense. Fatima, you're awesome. And if you're listening to this, Thank you so much and catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Well, if you're listening to this, you have made it to the end of the episode. In the time of distraction, the fact that you're listening to this means you truly care about your career. And to reward you for that, my team and I will be hosting free one-on-one -on -one strategy sessions for podcast listeners only. So if you want to get a strategy session to speak with me or someone on my team, look at the link in the show notes to schedule your free call. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode.